CBD needs, just log on to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. Smelling sweet. Move up the road to the outside of town and the sound of that good gospel beat. Sits a ragged tent where there ain't no trees and that gospel group. everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. And in the book of Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17, Paul says, Now unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. The word eternal is used one time in Scripture. Paul uses it again in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. Moses said and told the children of Israel, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. And here Paul is saying unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. The only wise God. In Romans chapter 8, Paul begins with, There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. For the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed us from the law of sin and death. And Paul goes on in the next verses to talk about if the spirit of God dwell in you, if the, if the spirit of Christ dwell in you, if the spirit dwell in you. So here you have the Godhead 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit dwelling in you. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, God says, let us make man in our image. Well, Moses said that, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. He is one. From eternity to eternity, he is one. And the Gospel of John, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. The Word was with God, but the Word was God. Paul says that uh, unto the king, immortal, meaning no decay, uh, no death, nothing destructive, nothing that would interfere with what is perfect, invisible, the only wise God, to this God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. In Matthew, on the night of the resurrection, and I believe in Luke also, on the night Christ raises from the dead, he is he has left the sepulcher early in the morning. And he tells Mary what he's going to do, and Mary was so excited to see him that she actually they feel grabbed him and he told her no you can't touch me I must ascend because I have to be exalted and I have to be uh, I have to I am the heir of all things and I am going to go to my father and there I am going to be not only honored and bring honor to my father, but I am going to be uh, christened. That night, he returns to visit with a small company of people in the evening, and they had gone and they were hidden. They were in fear still. And what he does, he breathes into them his spirit. He said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. That night, the resurrection occurs in the morning. That evening, for the first time in eternity, for the first time ever, God Himself, Christ, who has now become the life giving spirit, He breathes Himself into this group of people. And they are born again. Never before had mankind ever had the Spirit of God within them. Never. The Old Testament, the Spirit of God was upon them. Their spirit, the human spirit, would be excited, revived. But the Spirit of God never dwelt within them. This began something unique an experience which would have a lifespan of roughly 2,000 years. That night, the born-again experience began. And this was a term used in Christendom 
the church age began. God's working with mankind and the Jewish people prior to that night was in a different fashion. And it was God's way of working with mankind to the night of resurrection. On the night of resurrection, a new experience, mankind would experience uh, something that had never been experienced before. The God of the universe, this immortal God dwelling within them. The immortal God who can't die, cannot, there is no decay, uh, is now living inside of this group of people. And for the next 2,000 years, Christ has offered mankind the opportunity to receive eternal life. Eternal life is this immortal person, Jesus Christ. We can say eternal life, endless life, life without a broken season. This is what Christ offered mankind from that night and forward. He, as the immortal one, was now living inside individuals, inside of a group of people that he had chosen to be there that night to receive eternal life. Now, Paul goes on to talk about this matter of immortal. It is only used one time in the Bible. And there is a thought that when there is a word used one time, you pay more attention to it. You don't discard it. You don't uh, think it unnecessary. No, you actually pay more attention to it. There's only one time when Christ stated, you must be born again. One time. You are to study it, study, study, until you get the revelation of what that means. You must be born again. Meaning, this person that is immortal, you must receive him. And upon receiving him, you have received eternal life or immortal life. You physically will die. There will come an end to your physical existence. But your psychological existence will continue. No human being, every human being, I should put it this way, every human being shall die. But upon physical death, every human being, the soul of that individual is eternal. That soul goes into eternity. It is in eternity, it has consciousness. You will have consciousness. Anyone that has been born again will have consciousness of the brief period of time that they have lived on the earth. And upon death, because we are mortal, because we are in a state of decay, mankind, our minds, will eventually, they're sharp when we're young, but as we get older, we begin to lose the sharpness of our ability to remember. But every person, when they die, they 
receive once again perfect remembrance. They have re they remember everything, every detail of their lives, every incident. It's like some people have photographic memory, others have uh, uh, encyclopedic memory, uh, other people have they have an ability audio. Uh, it's a I forget the term where you remember every conversation. Uh, Marco Rubio, he has that ability to remember uh, what he said in a conversation and what was spoken to him in a conversation. Well, upon death, every person will have perfect remembrance, good, evil. But those that are born again, those that have received this immortal individual, this immortal God, through accepting his son, Jesus Christ, and being born again, they have received eternal life. And upon receiving eternal life, they physically will eventually have an end. But eternally, they will have no end. They will also with the one who is immortal, spend eternity with the immortal one. This is a mystery. This is why Paul states, unto the, unto the Lord, unto the king eternal. There is only one king. There are many earthly kings. But in the universe, Paul is stating there is only one king. And he is the king eternal. He's immortal. He's invisible. You can't see him. But regardless of whether he's, you can't see, you can't see the wind unless there's something in the air that the wind is affecting. But he is invisible. And it says he is the only wise God, meaning he has, uh, he is intelligent. This is an intelligent, uh, the, the, the beginning of all consciousness and intelligence and knowing. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, with immortal, being immortal, Paul says in 2 Timothy 1.10, we as individuals, we are in a relationship with this individual that is immortal, this king, this God, this individual that is intelligent, all-wise, all-knowing, and that is uh, eternal. Paul states in 2 Timothy 1.10, but now, but is now made manifest by the appearing of let me let me go back a verse okay this christ who has saved us called us with a holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace here we again paul is talking about a wise god a wise god he calls us according to his own purpose he is a, a God that has an objective, a purpose, a plan, a desire. 
And we, as his children, we should know what that objective, that plan, that purpose is. Paul goes on to talk in another verse about an eternal purpose. An eternal purpose. According to his own purpose and grace, which was given us, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. In a relationship with God, and as you investigate, as, as mankind investigates uh, this God, they come to a conclusion. They have to. One of the conclusions they have to come to, and Paul is presenting it here, he brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Our presenting Christ, this immortal one, this eternal one, to our family, our friends, our neighbors, to the world, we bring the insight and the knowledge of who the immortal one that we have a relationship with, who this person is. He's a person. It's not a, an object. It is a person who is alive, who has an eternal purpose, and he has called us to that eternal purpose. We are not without purpose in life. Within the churches, the seven churches of God, and this is, again, the uh, wisdom of God. God did not just pick one church. He knew that through time, there would have to be a combination, a, a company of churches. And I liken these churches to individuals. Each church in Revelation, initially presented in Revelation chapter 1, John didn't present, and no one had an understanding of the seven churches until John had his revelation on the island of Patmos. There was, there was a concept of churches in the Old Testament, but it was opaque. But in the New Testament, upon John having the revelation, again on the island of Patmos, then Christ presents to John, here is how you explain, and here's how you're going to communicate to these churches, to the body of believers, this body of individuals that has believed uh, on uh, has believed in Christ, has put their faith and trust in Him. Now let's look at His future plan. There will be in the future seven churches. And here are the names of the seven churches. Uh, if I remember correctly, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Fourth, Thyatira, Sardis the fifth, the 
Philadelphia, Church to Philadelphia, six, and the last church, Laodicea. And with each of these churches, they all have a personality. They are like brothers. The oldest brother would be the church in Ephesus. The youngest of the seven would be the end of the world church called Laodicea. Laodicea wouldn't come into existence probably till the late 16, early 1700s. And the final church would not be a member of the other six brothers in Asia or in Europe and Western Europe, Central Europe. No, the seventh church, Laodicea, they would be, you might say, born in a distant land, the United States of America. And this seventh church, the youngest brother, would be the youngest. The biggest brother of the churches would be the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church would be the biggest brother having the most members. The Catholic Church would not be the oldest church. The brother brought into existence just prior to the Catholic Church would be the church in Pergamos, which would be the Orthodox churches. I know that uh, being raised Catholic, uh, I was taught in catechism all through the years of catechism, a lot of them, and into high school a few years that the Catholic Church was founded by Peter. Well, this is not true. The Catholic Church really didn't come into existence until the late 4th, 5th century. But before that, the Orthodox churches out of Greece were the brother just younger than the Catholic churches, Thyatira. To understand Thyatira or the Catholic Church, study the book, or study the verses on Thyatira. Uh, it gives you the personality and the conduct and the what the strengths are for the Catholic Church works. But it's the Catholic Church. It also reveals that it's full of idolatry, as as also the Church in Pergamos. And uh, they each had their their uh, defects their abnormalities, but they're still God's churches. Now, the seventh church, America, the evangelical churches of America, the, the, it is the Joseph, you might say it would be the Joseph church of the family. Joseph of the 12 children of Israel, Joseph was the favored son. And the church in Laodicea, in America, you could say that it is the favored son. Does that mean that God doesn't love the members and the, uh, the individuals in all the other seven churches? No, that doesn't mean that. It just means that the church in Laodicea, in America, is unique. It is not tied in tightly to the family in Europe, not to the Lutheran church, the Lutheran Church is the fifth, the sixth, uh, uh, fifth church. The Lutheran Church in chapter three, the first church in chapter three of Revelation. This is the Lutheran Church. 
this was the church that began, uh, you might say, justification by faith, not by works. Why, why is this important? Because if you're going to want to see the end of the world, you need to know God's eternal plan. You need to know the wisdom of God, how God decided to, at the end of the world, present himself to all of mankind. He couldn't do it with just one individual church. He needed a group of churches, each church in a specific location with a certain <coughs> personality. I have met Catholics who stated that they will never, ever leave the Catholic Church. And at one time, I, I uh, didn't really care much for that type of talk. But then I realized, wait a minute, because of Revelation, the, Lord, the, Lord opened, the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to see that uh, we're going to go to a break, but the Lord opened my eyes to see that some people are called to the Catholic Church. That's where they must function in Catholicism. Others in the Lutheran churches. But myself, the Lord had to pull me out of the Catholic Church so I could function in evangelical Christianity. We'll be back after the break. Neil Desperandum, never despair. That is the motto for you and me. All are not dead, and where there is a spark of patriotic fire, we will rekindle it. Samuel Adams. Do you want amazing Greek food with a great atmosphere and customer service? Well, Cafe Athens has got your back. Call them at 970-619-8467. Kerry and his team are great supporters of our station, so give them a try right away. They have everything from gourmet burgers, heroes, and overall quality Greek food. Located at the Promenade Shops at Sentara in Loveland. Again, call 970-629-8467. The best traditional Greek food in Northern Colorado. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com Yadira Caraveo is a dangerous Marxist who will always side with Joe Biden over America. I'm Old County Commissioner Lori Sane, and I'm running for Congress to stop Caraveo and the Marxist Biden agenda. I served eight years as the most conservative member of the Colorado House, taking on Polis and Hickenlooper before him. The liberal media, pro abortion progressives, and weak, woke Republicans tried to defeat me, but I beat them every time. I'm a fearless advocate for freedom and our conservative values. Others may try and sound like me, but I'm the only one with a proven record of fighting for freedom. That's why I got 73% at the Republican Party nominating caucus. I'm Lori Sane, Republican for Congress, and I approve this message and ask for your vote for Congress so I can stop Biden's radical socialist agenda before it's too late. Paid for by Lori for Freedom.
Does this corrupt monetary system give you a whack to the head or a poke in the eye? Call Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. That's 800-951-0592. Don't be a stooge. Buy gold and silver today. Joe from CheckaPro here. Join me this Saturday at 3 p.m. I'll be talking about ways how to save money and be more comfortable in your home with Koala Insulation of Boulder. That's this Saturday at 3 p.m. right here on KHNC. Tune in to learn how to save money and be more comfortable in your home. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus Okay, now we'll continue. The seventh church, the young church, the Joseph church. It is the darling of the seven churches. Again, it's the youngest. And the area that God planned to plant the seventh church in was the United States of America. The Church of Sardis was planted in the area of Germany. Rome, definitely in the area. Italy, Rome, that area. The Third Church, Pergamos, was planted in Greece and that area up through Central Asia. You have the Greek Orthodox Church, the Russian Orthodox Church. You have the uh, uh, Hungarian, all of these Central Asian nations. Central European nations. The church in uh, Pergamos. I'm sorry, Smyrna. Pergamos is, is the Greek churches. Smyrna. All through the church age, you have had the church in Smyrna. The suffering churches. They've been throughout the whole world. The believers that have suffered for Christ internationally. Right now, the Uyghurs in Western China, uh, the, uh, the, the churches suffering in a, the uh, Arab nations, in India, South America. The Ephesian churches, they're, they're the one that's a little mysterious, but they're the church that was very centered on sound, perfect doctrine. And they are scattered in a sense, still in the area around Israel. Uh, there are there are the the uh, believers that are still very very fundamental, even in the in uh, Lebanon, in that area. But the the spirit of it is, I consider myself in in the sense of the spirit. A spiritual sense of the church of Ephesus and what it is, is the matter of, with me, with a teacher, example, teachers. Teachers are exact. People that have a teaching ministries, they like to be exact. They want their facts to be straight. I attempt to do that, and I 
I do make mistakes. They are in their ability to, to present things. They want to be exact. Uh, they're very frustrated when they hear people uh, talk about doctrine, talk about church history, and they don't have the facts straight. And I, I'm that type of, I, I'm that way also. So in a sense, I have the the spirit of what the church in Ephesus is. I don't like false teachers. I don't like false prophets. I don't like false apostles. I don't like what I see in Christianity here in the United States of America. I don't like uh, to see the way that America has drifted away from sound doctrine and from eschatology and from theology. It, it, it bothers me. And teachers, they have that same type of a thinking where they, they're, they're, they, they will correct you if you're not on the money. I have friends that are teachers, and uh, when I'm with them, I really have to take my time because they will correct me. And very seldom do I have to correct them. It's a discipline. Now, coming then to the churches in Philadelphia, these were the Schofield, Darby, uh, the men of this caliber in Northern Europe, I think around Wales, Ireland, in that area. They, they were the sixth church. They were, uh, you might say, just a period of time in Northern Europe. And then they, because of the oneness and the way that they were pleasing to the Holy Spirit, they were, they, there was a love amongst them, the church in Philadelphia, the church, they, because of the brotherly love, the Lord opened to them the deep insights into the Bible, into Scripture, into God's plan. And out of that group, uh, they affected people throughout the world. Uh, now, I will give you an example of in China. There was a, uh, I think many, many have never heard the name of Watchman Nee. Others have. If you've been involved in Christianity for 50 years, you've heard of Watchman Nee. He was the apostle to the churches in China. He was uh, tutored by a woman out of England, Emmy Barber, and I think she was a Baptist. She was very strict. She was very uh, the the uh, what's the word? The disciplines of the Christian faith. She was very disciplined with all these disciplines of the faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. She was very hard on Watchman Nee. But he was an individual who was a very brilliant. He was a, he had a photographic memory. Uh, just very, very brilliant man. And one of the first things he did, he got saved when he was 17. He, uh, Watchman Nee, began to study all of church history. Because he wanted to know what 
he was called to do. Well, eventually, he began great revivals in China amongst the Chinese people. And what was his, uh, I don't want to say unique, I do want to say that he he realized the seriousness of the Christian walk. And he began to write about the church, about surrendering to Christ, giving all. Uh, he knew that with China, because China was so dark, it was going to be, it would be a struggle to get, to train disciples who would be able to stand the persecution that would come to the, these individuals. So immediately upon their being born again, he instructed them exactly like Christ instructed his, his disciples. If you, Christ is saying, if, if they persecute me, they will persecute you. If you follow me, you will be hated. And this is the doctrine of Watchman Nee to those that he would shepherd. He had what the term little flock. They were known as a little flock. They, were, they would go through the streets of the cities in China calling on the Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. They were called the shouters. Uh, I think, if I'm correct, at Tiananmen Square in the 90s, the young Christian that stood in front of the tanks as the tanks were coming through Tiananmen Square, I believe he was still part of one of the disciples of Watchman Nee. And within China, you have the great mass of believers who have had it you might say they've had it like we in America. They haven't had to suffer much. They've had to struggle. But still within China, you have those who have nothing, who can't, uh, no matter how hard they work, they can never attain to become wealthy. They just can't. But the one thing they do have and this is the thing that they hold tightly to, is their Christ. The only one they know that can assist them in time, that can help them, and they are fully aware that as they go through life, they are adding rewards into their eternal, into their vault in heaven. They know the salvation of the soul. We know that once we're born again, we have eternal life. But now the process of the salvation of the soul begins. Now we have to begin the process of getting all that the culture has contaminated us, contaminated us with. Now that contamination has to be taken out. Uh, we're affected through language, through what we've seen, what we've heard, how we've been our culture has molded us. We uh, have been uh, used to having whatever it is we desire. We're not used to denying ourselves, denying the flesh, denying the soul. 
They have nothing in China. So you might say that's easy to deny. Uh, you know, you can deny what you don't have. No, you still have the flesh. And the flesh with all of its, it's like the heart of man. No one knows the heart of man. It is sticky. It is evil. It is black. It is dark. It is, you can't trust it. Your intentions, your motives, at all times, your motives. You, If you sit and just analyze your motives through the day, you'll see how dark your heart is, how evil you are. But we have the blood of Jesus Christ that washes that for us so that we don't have to carry that through the rest of the day and into the future. Watchman Nee knew and he raised his children up for hardship. And he made it clear to his believers that you, once you become born again, you have a lifelong process of the Holy Spirit working with you to transform you, to renew your mind, to put the riches of Christ in you. And at the beginning of your Christian walk, you'll, as you, as you seek God, God will begin to show you your purpose, why he called you. Yes, we are called to be a bit, uh, an assembly. Yes, we are called to eternal life. But individually, we each have a function. We each have a micro world or a macro world that we're to affect. Not everybody want, I mean, people have a tendency to want to be affect a, a, a big world but God has to temper us to show us what it is we're gifted to do you can't lift uh, a seven pound boy can't lift a hundred pounds but he can lift maybe with a struggle ten pounds and individual and God in his wisdom each one of us we have the makeup to do X amount. And we have to find out what that X amount, that ability, what we are capable of. And with that, we have the grace that we need so that we can be successful. We can be effective. We can be victorious. In America, we in America, we have, we are in a, in a uh, unique situation because we're in a unique country. We have a unique constitution. We have a unique financial environment. We have access to the finest that the world has to offer. This is why we, you know, you hear endlessly all the, for all, I mean, every day you hear how people want to come to this nation. They're fleeing, they're fleeing the second and the third world, which can offer them nothing. But they hear about what's available to we in America. They want to come here. But now, talking about the body of Christ, the Laodicean church. 
The Catholics came to our land. The Lutherans came to our land. Before the break, I stated that I grew up Catholic. An aunt is a nun. My mother's side of the family, Catholics going back to eternity. My father's side of the family, Catholics going back before eternity. Before the, uh, there was even stars made, they were Catholics. Well, you would think. But as a young boy, I had desires of being an altar boy, which never came to pass. Then I, I had this desire for some reason as a Catholic, I'm not even born again, to want to serve God, but I didn't know what that meant. But I knew that something I had a, I knew that maybe we all know that we have a destiny, but I don't know what that meant. But then in the years right after I met Christ and I didn't go to a church, I didn't pray with people. I, I met the Lord one night by myself. There were some hardships in my life. And that night I met Christ on a Saturday night in January, 1972. And my life changed and I knew God was real. And for the next two and a half years, I began a God began to work with me to teach me his presence, the anointing, his realness, his the way he worked with me. I realized that the love that God had for me, but I'm I'm in the culture, in the culture, in our culture, I'm into the drug world, I'm into the alcohol world, I'm into the sex world. I'm into whatever I want. And, but I knew God was real and I knew there would be a change coming, but I didn't know when and how. With each one of us, once we are born again, we begin the process to get an understanding of why we have been apprehended by God. Why did he pull us over? We have to apprehend that for which we have been apprehended. And fortunately, I was in a fellowship where we were given kind of a direction to apprehend why. And part of that is for the time in which we live. You've been apprehended. You are alive today for this time, the greatest time in mankind's history, and the greatest plan and purpose that God has. And we're going to continue into the next hour and talk about that. We'll be right back. Rick Rodriguez. Did the fire marshal take one look down your driveway and say, uh, my guys aren't going down there. Or are there parts of it that just need a little more sun? Then call Affordable Tree at 970-568-6898. We can climb, cut, or trim your problems away. Specializing in defensive space, upper and lower fire mitigation, forest health, plus we can save freshly hit beetle trees. So call us at 568-6898. That's 568-6898. 
Is your fireplace not running right? Do you need maintenance or a fresh new look? I'm Keith, owner and service technician. And I'm Amy, scheduler for Abundant Flame Fireplace and Mechanical, servicing Northern Colorado. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-in pellet stoves and fire pits. Call Abundant Flame Fireplace and Mechanical at 970-966-0217. Again, 970-966-0217. Or visit us on the web at Abundant hyphenflame.com. A lot of radio stations boast about having two, three, four, five hundred thousand listeners. But what they don't tell you is the average listener only listens for four minutes. A song plays they don't like, same old boring commentary, or worse yet, as soon as the commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have one of the longest time spent listening in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial when the commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss what our hosts have to say next. Advertise with 1360 KHNC and have your message be heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We also have the best rates in Colorado. 970-587-5003 or 1360KHNC.com. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training Course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the station at 970-587-5003. Again, 970-587-5003 and ask for the Rev. Did you get some mud on your pants? Did you get a little spaghetti sauce on your shirt? Did you get shed on by your dog? I had on clean underwear, clean underwear. Yeah, my mama well, if so, call New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Located in Severance and Fort Collins, you can reach them at 970-775-0623. That's 970-775-0623. to give you my contact information because I always forget. And again, I'm Rick Rodriguez and the program is the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program every Sunday from 9 to noon on 1360khnc.com is the podcast is the it's streamed every Sunday on 1360khnc.com for those outside of the listening area. My contact information is simply Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, 
Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And the program is on archive at podcast 1360khnc.com. Podcast section to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Or just Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. So, we are at the end of the world. We are all the seven churches of God at the end of the world are going to suffer persecution. Everyone, all churches, there will not be one of the seven that will not suffer persecution. Where they're going to suffer persecution, that is, I'm going to tell you, you need to know where they're going to suffer. They're already, they're, uh, Satan has begun his great attack on the Orthodox churches in Central Europe. It's already begun. The purpose of the invasion of Ukraine by Russia was to stop the Nazi movement that has been in Ukraine since about 1947 from expanding into that whole area and destroying Russia. The attack is not just Ukraine. The attack is on the Russian Orthodox Church. It is on the Russian Orthodox Church and eventually it's going to spread to the other Orthodox churches in the area. We see nations fighting against nations, but as Christians, we have to have a different view. We are watching the great enemy of Christ, Satan, and the forces of darkness attacking one of the seven churches. The Catholic Church has been under attack. The Lutheran churches have been under attack. The American evangelical Christianity in America we can see how through the decades there has been an, uh, a hatred by the nation and by the government against this, this church. We'll be back. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. You're listening to The Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. Washington lawmakers have renewed conversations about possibly doing something to cut down on the nation's huge number of mass shootings. There have been more than one a day so far this year. Some members of Colorado's D.C. delegation are taking part as Democrats on the House Judiciary Committee consider a package of eight gun safety bills. One proposed last year after the Boulder King super shooting by Denver Congresswoman Diana DeGette would ban the sale and production of high-capacity magazines for semi-automatic weapons. Democrat Joe Neguse of Boulder and Republican Ken Buck from Greeley are both on the judiciary panel. The huge divide on any gun issue can be heard in their respective comments. The Protecting Our Kids Act makes common-sense changes to our gun laws that will save lives. The safe storage requirements, which we passed in Colorado last year, 
raising the age required to buy semi-automatic rifles from 18 to 21. It is a problem when we tell the American people that we have solutions, and we don't have easy solutions for what's happening right now. The package approved Friday goes before the full House for a vote next week. I'm Jim Williams. The first-of-its-kind Colorado summit aimed at battling the threat of fentanyl began Thursday in Denver. It brought together families who've lost loved ones, as well as prosecutors, other elected officials, advocates, police, and more together to address the drug and its issues. Aretha Gallegos lost her 25-year-old daughter Brianna to fentanyl last year when a normal pain reliever turned out to have been laced with it. She and many others have gathered at the fentanyl summit sharing their experiences with law enforcement and other officials. Brian Mason is the DA for Colorado's 17th Judicial District. There has been a real tendency before law enforcement fully understood the fentanyl crisis to assume that these were just overdose deaths. What we needed to learn from these families is that these are poisonings. I'm Ted Werbin on the Rocky Mountain News Network. This Father's Day, find the perfect gift for the dad who loves the perfect yard. From steel chainsaws and blowers to trimmers and edgers, our gas-powered equipment starts at just $149.99. Whether dad wants a hard-working tool for a project or a yard he can show off, find the gift he'll love to use. Visit our Father's Day gift guide at steelusa.com slash gift guide. All prices MSRP. Available participating dealers. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with MyKind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Insurance. Nobody likes buying it, but everyone needs it. The problem with insurance is if you don't need it, the money is simply gone. Car insurance costs hundreds of dollars a month, and if you don't get into an accident, which most people don't, the money is simply gone. Health insurance costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month, and unless you have a significant health issue, the money is simply gone month after month, year after year. When it comes to life insurance, all companies provide low-cost term insurance for people that acts just like car and health insurance. If you don't need it, the money is gone. At Northwestern Mutual, one of the reasons why we are ranked as the best insurance company in the United States is we offer a variety of low-cost blended plans that actually allow you to build wealth in the most likely event that you do not need to collect on your life insurance. Finally, an insurance plan that doesn't take your money and can actually build your wealth. To find out more, call me, Joey Jaquin, at 602-909-9048. Again, that's 602-909-9048. No people will tamely surrender their liberties, nor can any be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. 
On the contrary, when people are universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink under their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. Samuel Adams.
I apologize. I have been uh, trying something new today, and I accidentally forgot to. I forgot to turn on my mic. So I know there's been dead air for the last 15 minutes. I apologize for that. I'll go ahead and continue from where I began at the top of the hour, and no one could hear me. So I apologize for the dead air for the last 15 minutes. That was my mistake. But I can go ahead and I will pick up where I left off in the first hour. I was talking about Paul, how he had talked about to the only wise God, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. On the night of resurrection, the people in that room received eternal life. And from that point forward, mankind would have a, an opportunity to receive Christ as the Holy Spirit. And for the last 2,000 years through the preaching of the gospel, there has been salvation to the uh, people of the world. Now, there will come a time when that experience of people believing into Christ and receiving the Spirit will end. We are at that time. In the last decade, through the last hundred years, there's been all through the 2,000 years, there's been persecution to the children of God, to the seven churches of God. But in the time in which we live, in the last hundred years, it has increased. The last 50 years, persecution has become a little more Christian. The world has become a little more hostile toward God's children in the seven churches. In the last four, three, two decades, even more so, we are now in a decade that is volatile. The hatred of the Christian people is at a point that it has never been before. You may think that, well, we're, you know, we still see some freedoms, and yes, but I'm talking about what is in the heart of man. The hatred of God's people in these seven churches is now at a peak and very shortly it's going to blow over and begin we're we're going to begin in Revelation chapter 6 I believe it is I don't have it before me the great martyrdom that will take place at the end of the world and Christ stated it would happen it's prophesied throughout the scripture uh, the children, uh, the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, are going to suffer great, great hatred and persecution. So much so that they, uh, God, is going to make a way for these children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to return to the land of Israel, but not just present-day Israel as it exists as a as real estate. Israel, very shortly, 
is going to expand her borders across the Jordan River to the east into present-day Jordan. The Jewish people are going to have a will have a place to flee to. We Christians for the last 50 years have been excited about a place called Petra. Uh, one of the, the Steven Spielberg's uh, movies uh, from, uh, what was the series with Harrison Ford? I forget. But one of them, they did filming in the land of Petra. Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. And uh, shortly, Israel will have her wars that are prophesied in Psalm 83. And Israel is going to be victorious in Syria, Lebanon, in the Gaza Strip, the West Bank, and also Israel is going to invade present-day Jordan, and present-day Jordan will uh, be occupied or taken over by Israel. Damascus as a city is going to be destroyed. We're very close to that time, and I have been watching what is happening in the Middle East. There, There is a little antagonism. I shouldn't say a little. You can see the Terrorists, the Islamic, uh, Hamas, Hezbollah, the friction is increasing. The Jewish people, uh, the religious Jews, are pushing uh, the matters of the Temple Mount. And the the focus of the whole world is now beginning to shift. You may not, in this country, we may not see it, but in Europe... Middle East, the Arab nations, the focus now more and more is Israel, the focus is the Jewish people, Jerusalem as a city, and the Temple Mount as an area. It is beginning, and the hostilities are beginning to, you might say the temperature is beginning to rise, and eventually this next time that Israel is provoked, if I'm correct, we had, what was it, a year plus ago when there was almost a year and a half, Israel, they had all the rockets coming in and going out, and Iron Dome was in full effect over Israel. And Israel has had time to uh, stockpile once again for another attack. And the Arab nations surrounding. Uh, They depleted much of their military hardware. Well, Iran has once again been stalking them. China, other nations have been helping the uh, Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIL, uh, all the names. And once they are stockpiled once again, they will again begin the provoking of Israel But according to Psalm 83, this next time Israel is going to retaliate completely, thoroughly. The UN will not intervene. The European nations will not intervene. 
the United States will not intervene. They will be forbidden to hinder Israel from fulfilling prophecies by David, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel. They will be forbidden to interfere with Israel's campaign to rid the area of her enemies. And I know that this is going to be It will cause, once this war takes place and Israel takes out Damascus, and it even, the prophecies are very uh, intricate. Israel, when Israel takes out the enemies in Damascus, many of the, the kings, the leaders of, and the royal families of Damascus and Syria and Jordan, Israel will not go in and murder them. Israel will take them hostage. And the world, the world internationally is going to go mad. The fact that Israel would allow them to live in itself shows the graciousness of God to these royal families in the Arab world. And it shows the the uh, character, in a sense, of Israel at that time to take them captive, hostage, to allow them to live, well, it's not going to be acceptable to the nations of the world. Nations of the world are going to go absolutely mad. And Russia and Iran and all the nations, the compadres, the nations that are to come with Russia, to the Middle East, they will begin to move the armies toward present-day Jordan, the mountains east of the Jordan River. We cannot stop, the world cannot stop these prophecies. The prophets of Israel said they would happen, that this would happen. It cannot be stopped, like I was talking about in the first hour. We as Christians, we want to know what is God's plan for us individually? What is God's plan for this country as a nation? What is God's plan for the nations of the world? God's plan for Israel? What is the timeline? Where are we in time? Are we, like I say, are we really this close to the end? Or is the end still 20, a decade, two decades, three decades, four decades out? I say not four not three, not two, we are out maybe a decade. In the final decade, in the book of Matthew, in, the, in Dan, the, the uh, book of Daniel, in many of the prophecies in the Bible, there is more intricate knowledge, detailed knowledge of the last ten years, especially the last seven years, the last 45 days following the seven years and the 30 days that follow the 45 days. So there's, and, and it's so intricate, so uh, specific that the years for the Christian people and for the nation of Israel 
the years will not be 365 day years. They will all be based on the calendar of the prophets. The prophets' calendars given to them by Moses. The prophets' timeline, the prophets' calendar. I've talked about this before. I've had to think about this, how to present it even more precisely. Each day will end at sundown, begin at sundown. We're going to the timeline of the prophets. And the timeline will be centered in Israeli time, in Jewish time, in the nation, the time zone of present-day Israel. It will not be on America time, international date, whatever. It will be the day begins in Israel at sundown. The years will be 360 days long. And there will be, for the first half of a tribulation, there will be 1,260 days. Exactly. And at sundown on that 1,260th day, then the next 1,260 day period of time called the Great Tribulation will begin. So then you have now, you have seven years, and each year 360 days. Then when that time period is over, at that last day, the 1,260th day of the second half, at sundown, the tribulation, seven years of tribulation has ended. Now you begin the first day of a 45-day period of time. And during that 45 days, one of the first things that will happen is there will be resurrection of the children of God Hi everybody, Glenn Tate, co-host of Prepping 2.0. Shelby Gallagher here. Join us Saturdays at 9 a.m. Right here on 1360 KHNC. Where we bring you great ideas to take your preps to the next level. At Life Choices, we are helping women and men choose life and create stable futures for their children. You can help avoid the loss of another life by going to lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050 extension 116 and donate make a difference and be a part of god's work by creating a better future for kids and families lifechoices.org or 303-651-2050 extension 116 this is crystal with cruise planners we're a full-service travel agency located in johnstown colorado Give us a call at 970-578-9779 or visit our website at milehighcruiseplanners.com to start planning your next vacation today. By land, air, sea, we get you there and all you do is go enjoy. Again, that number is 970-578-9779. 
Chehibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TeheboTeaClub.com. Reasons to Own Gold, number 37. Who are the people that tell you not to own gold? Bankers, Wall Street, Pinstripe, Bandits, and all the other debt pushers out there. They believe in endless money printing that taxes all of us in the form of inflation. Make sure your wealth is protected by calling the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. Be careful when you're dealing with a conspiracy theorist. You may end up with a whole lot more truth than you're used to handling. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus walked. Oh, when he walked. When Jesus walked. Watch my sins away. Okay, thank you for being patient, and I apologize for all the uh, Rick difficulties today. I, again, am trying things that are new, just testing some things out, and I forget to do this or that, and I have dead air, and then uh, I don't hear the commercials coming in because I didn't have my headset on. My headset kind of interferes once in a while, so I just left it off, and I couldn't hear that there was a commercial coming. So anyhow, we're going to go back to what I was saying. This is vital. We're not to ignore his devices. You want to know the end of the world. You want to know when the rapture takes place. Well, I'm, I'm going to present this to you briefly once again. The prophet's calendar, and I'm going to write them down note by note. I'm going to write a note to myself as I'm telling it to you. Number one. In the prophet's calendar, according to Moses, there's going to be the day will end at sundown and the new day will begin at sundown. This is going to be on Jewish timeline. For the Christians, for you to know each day in the millennial, in the, in, I'm sorry, in the seventh, in the tribulation, you're going to use this calendar. You cannot use the calendar calendar that we're used to, a 365-day calendar. You cannot use that calendar. As a, as a prophet, I will know the day that the tribulation begins. 
it will be signed in Israel, or when it is signed between Antichrist and the Prime Minister of Israel, the first day of 1,260 days for the first half of the tribulation has begun. Then, 1,260 days on that final day, at sundown, the next 1,260-day period will begin at sundown. And at sundown, when that 1,260th day has ended at sundown, the next 45-day period begins. And then after that 45 days is done, at sundown, the final 30-day period begins. Now I'm going to show you in the book of Daniel what Daniel has to say about that. Daniel is talking to the children of Israel in Daniel chapter 12. I'm going to read the whole chapter. Daniel is talking about the end of the world. In the last decade, the last decade, Christ talked about the last decade, Matthew 24. Verse 1, Amplified Bible. At the time of the end, Michael shall arise, the great angelic prince who defends and was has charge of your people, Daniel. There will be a time of trouble, straightness and distress, such as never since that there was a nation till that time. Daniel has just stated the last 1,260 days, the tribu great tribulation. He's talking about great tribulation. He did not talk about tribulation. Matthew, Christ said there will be a time of tribulation. Then Christ said there will be a time of great tribulation. Daniel only talks about the great tribulation. There will be a time of trouble, straightness, distress, such as never was since there was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name will be found written in the book of God's plan for his own people. Now this is not talking about Christians. Also there are these people who have been found written in a book. This is the children of Israel, the natural family. Verse 2, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Now those, this is talking about the resurrection of all the Old Testament saints. Isaiah, Daniel, Ezekiel, and all of the faithful Jewish people through the Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they will arise after the great tribulation. Some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt and abhorrence. Some are not going to make it in eternity. Verse 3, The teachers and those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness, to uprightness, and right standing with God, 
shall give forth light. So there will be the righteous, those within the Jewish community that are righteous, that have followed the commandments of Moses. They're not born again. This is not talking about those who are born again. Then, verse 4. But you, Daniel, you shut up the words and sealed the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro. Many, in other words, travel internationally is going to be... Uh, uh, there will be travel internationally like never before in mankind's history. Travel, nation to nation, continent to continent. And knowledge will be increased. The fulfillment of this knowledge increasing the knowing things that were... It took, you know, years of reading. Well, because of the computers today, knowledge is going to increase and explode. Behold, this see... Uh, so that it's going to that's going to it will be increased. And then he says, uh, and then he said, uh, many will go to and fro and search anxiously through the book to find knowledge of God, knowledge of mankind, knowledge of the world, knowledge of knowledge of all things, and knowledge of God's purposes as revealed by his prophets, and they shall increase and become great. So, at the end of the world, there will be those who, through study, will know and understand the purposes of God and the plan of God for the last decade. Verse 5, I, Daniel, looked, behold, there stood two others, the one on the brink of the river on this side and the other on the brink of the river on the other side. And one said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river, How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? Daniel is asking exactly what the disciples asked Christ. Lord, when will the temple be destroyed? When will the end of the world come? What will be the sign of the end of the world? Daniel is asking basically the same thing. How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And verse 7, And the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, when he had held up his right hand and his left hand toward the heavens, and swore by him who lives forever, that it shall be for time, times, and half a time, a year, two years, a, a time, plus two times and a half a time, three and a half years. And when they have made an end of shattering and crushing the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. So during the last 1,260 days, the year, the two years plus a half a year, three and a half years, then these people that will be shattered, they will be crushed, the power of the holy people, then these matters will be finished for that first tribulation, that first seven-year tribulation, or here in Daniel's case, the last three and a half years. The crushing will take place with the Jewish people 
in their own God has in his plan for them his purpose for them there will be a punishing a crushing a shattering to make them righteous to make them holy also with the seven churches of God the tribulation the great tribulation will also be a crushing a shattering a pressing to mature us but the Jewish people will be taken to Petra east of the Jordan River and south to be preserved we believers you don't want to read I know many pastors do not want to read the scriptures about the end of the world in the book of Revelation and the great martyrdom that will take place to all to all seven churches they don't want to discuss this it, it is actually um, it's a matter with God that God is, is not going to he, he will deal with it the pastors in the land at the end of the world of all times the pastor should begin to prepare God's children for the hardships to come in the first hour I talked about Watchman Nee he knew the hardships that were going to come to the Chinese people that would follow Christ he knew and he prepared them Christ said if you follow me is, is the master is, is the servant greater than the master if they persecute me they will persecute you if they hate me they will hate you and we in America the seventh church the darling church the the church that the whole world looks to the Catholics we evangelical churches of America we Laodicean churches the land that God gave the Laodicean churches the evangelical churches was given to us the Catholics jumped the ocean to receive the blessings that we have received in this nation we receive the blessings of a new freedom to worship to attend assemblies freedom of speech freedom of commerce freedom to travel the very 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 best and the Catholic Church they jumped the ocean the Lutherans jumped the ocean all the uh, uh, the I use the three big churches the uh, Orthodox churches jumped to America but America is the land of Laodicea with other brothers who have come in to our sphere our world into what God gave us but America is the land of evangelical Christianity America in the sovereign hand of God with our Constitution we were given the very finest by God Rome has its place but the Roman Church they came the Orthodox churches Lutheran churches churches of Philadelphia 
They've all jumped ship. They've all come here because of our Constitution. But we are the land of Laodicea. Going on with what Daniel says, and we're going to get, it, get into more. If I, I like the verses. Without a vision, my people perish. The Christians of America have never been told the truth about this country. They've never been told the truth about what we were going to face in America. We're going to be persecuted. Rome is going to be persecuted. Thyatira. The, all the churches internationally. But we Laodiceans are going to be severely persecuted because we live in the land of the seat of Antichrist. I have mentioned this through all my last, from 1980, 40 years, and to pastors, to Christian friends, they can't see it, they don't believe it, you're not going to see it. You're not going to believe it unless God gives you revelation. I can tell you the prophets in Israel, they warned Israel. They said, you're going to go into apostasy. You're going to offend God. And you're going to be carried off to the nations. Jeremiah, the same. Isaiah. Ezekiel. They warned they were they warned before the exile. They were pre-exilic. They warned Israel, the children of Israel, what would happen before the exile, before the famines came, before the hardships, the plagues, the mildew on their crops. They were warned because of their apostasy. In America, the pastors of the land have not warned those in their fellowships, mainly it could be because they've never had the revelation of what America is, who America is, what will happen with America, America in prophecy, America uh, being the great empire at the end of the world, and they have never presented this to their congregations. But at the end of the world, like it said here in Daniel, I just read it, there are those that are going to have the knowledge, not just of the world, but they're going to have the knowledge and the details of what God is going to do at the end of the world and why he has to do it. The churches in America, the great apostasy has occurred. It is not occurring. It has occurred it has hit 6,000 RPM and 240 miles straight uh, an hour straight forward. And it will try to get even more. Uh, and the apostasy and the way in which Satan has deceived the believers in America uh, is only going to increase. And this apostasy 
is going to cause a great hatred of Christians toward other Christians. The Christians that are faithful, that have a message, you could say, that let's say is a stinging message. These Christians who are building little empires and big empires are going to turn and begin to persecute their fellow Christians. It's part of the apostasy. Hour two is finished. We'll be back in a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Hi, my name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating. Since 2010, painting residential and commercial location. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 970-978-9565. Wagner Electric has the generator to meet your needs. Call now for a free estimate, 970-800-3693. We have everything from standalone generators to portable generators in stock. There is also financing available. We also have an outstanding service department that will offer anything from wiring a pole barn to wiring in new smart switches to create a smart home, as well as electrical inspections. Please call us at 970-800-3693 or visit us at our website at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley. Wagner Electric sets the standards. Kids. When making those cool motorcycle sounds when riding your bikes, don't use your baseball or even your Pokemon cards because they may be worth money someday. Instead, use that embarrassing baby picture that your mom took of you in that ridiculous outfit. But when she finds out, you didn't hear that from us. Another friendly reminder from 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Always wear your helmet. Hey listeners, this is Anita, your Medicare specialist. Annual enrollment has come to an end for this year, but don't fret. You still have an opportunity starting January 1st or March 31st to make a change in your plan. Call me for details at 970-515-6882. Also, if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan and you're concerned about your co-pays, I have some affordable solutions for you. Call me, 970-515-6882 to schedule a no-cost, no-obligation appointment.
Well, uh, the hour the hour has gone. Now we're at the end of hour two. One more hour. I, in the next hour, I'm going to continue. I did I did uh, make a mistake. There will be 1,260 days, 1,260 days, and I said a 45 and a 30 day period. I, I didn't have my notes in front of me. It will be a 30 day period following the tribulation, both halves. A 30-day period, and then a final 45-day period. And in the 30-day period following the tribulation, the seven years of tribulation, in that 30 days, two things will happen. Firstly, the tribulation ends, and there will be the catching up, the, the resurrection of the churches, and the resurrection of the saints in the Old Testament. In Daniel's chapter 12, he talks about how those who have been asleep will be raised. And we who are living will be also caught up to the cloud. That will be in the first 30 days after the tribulation. So there will be no pre-tribulation resurrection. I was in Las Vegas. There was a guy that uh, he was a Bible teacher. He was a, a teacher in eschatology and prophecy, and he would talk about the uh, rapture. There'd be a rapture, and then another rapture, a pre-rapture, and then there'd be a middle harvest, and there'd be a final harvest. And I asked him a question. I said, so then what you're saying is there's going to be three resurrections. And he looked around because he had been talking about a pre-trib, a partial rapture, then uh, a second rapture, and then a third rapture. I said, so you're saying there's going to be three resurrections. Well, uh, he uh, pretty much ended his ministry because he said, yes, there'll be three resurrections. I didn't use the word rapture. Resurrection. And uh, some friends told me one day that used to go. I got to be friends with she and her, uh, he and her, his wife. They said, "Well, he no longer has a circuit because he got, he was found out. He was exposed. There is only two resurrections in the Bible: one resurrection for the people that have been born again through a two thousand year period of time, and there will be a great white throne judgment." at the end of the seven days or 7,000 years of mankind's history. So we're going to continue great insight into the end of the world, not through because of me, but through the Bible and through eschatology and through the teachings of the prophets of God throughout the whole Bible. Rick Rodriguez will be right back. Hey man, pass the battle over and take a couple of hits off the MyKind CBD. Get your CBD by going to 1360KHNC.com and click on the shopping button, man. Silly Jamaican, there's no THC in this product. It's certified THC-free. Just go to the website, 1360KHNC.com, click the shop. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 
Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbett. President Biden called for lots of changes in federal gun laws during his White House speech earlier this week. His response to the fact there have been at least 20 more mass shootings nationwide just since the big one in Uvalde, Texas, that killed 19 third and fourth graders and two of their teachers. There have been more than one mass shooting a day so far this year, more than 200 of them, but some just don't make the headlines. The chief executive called on Congress to take some action, any action, to stem the tide of gun violence. It's time to act. The children we've lost, the children we can save, the nation we love. Let's hear the call and the cry. Let's meet the moment. Let us finally do something. And three minutes after the speech ended, a gunman in Ames, Iowa, killed two women and himself. Several changes the president would like to see nationally are already in place here in Colorado. The state's red flag law took effect in 2019. Colorado's safe gun storage law calling for use of safes or trigger locks began last year. And the state has also banned high-capacity magazines and expanded background checks. I'm Jim Williams. Aurora City Councilwoman Danielle Jarinski says she's ready to sue Arapahoe County Human Services over the alleged actions of one of its ex-employees. The potential action comes after the county sheriff criminally charged former social worker Robin Nysetta for calling in a false report back in January, alleging Jarinski had sexually abused her own toddler son. The call was made the day after Jarinski criticized former Aurora Police Chief Vanessa Wilson, calling her trash on a radio talk show. Nysetta is Wilson's long-term partner. Jarinski says she wants to make sure the same thing doesn't happen to anyone else. This should have never happened, and it's time to send a message and make sure that this never happens again. The county says it's received a claim in advance of the suit, but hasn't yet reviewed it. It's also agreed to conduct a review of any complaints about Nysetta's years of casework before she resigned a few months ago. I'm Ted Werbin on the Rocky Mountain News Network. This Father's Day, find the perfect gift for the dad who loves the perfect yard. From steel mowers and blowers to trimmers and edgers, our AK homeowner system of battery-powered tools start at just $199.99. Whether dad wants a hard-working tool for a project or a yard he can show off, find the gift he'll love to use. Visit our Father's Day gift guide at steelusa.com slash gift guide. All prices MSRP includes tool, battery, and charger. Available at participating dealers. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Hi, Chad here with Liberty Communications. Do you have an outdated phone system? Is your service with a large carrier that doesn't care about you? Are you sick and tired of waiting on hold only to be routed to a call center out of the country? Then you need our help. We answer our phones live and know our clients by name. Let us provide your company a no-charge phone and internet evaluation. Call 720-399-0233 or learn more at libertybts.com. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. 
I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. The real cost of the state is the prosperity we do not see, the jobs that don't exist, the technologies to which we do not have access, the businesses that do not come into existence, and the bright future that is stolen from us. The state has looted us just as surely as a robber who enters our home at night and steals all that we love. Frederick Bastiat. Welcome to the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Um, I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Mailing contact information, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80501. And uh, also podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. Programs are streamed live every week. 9 to noon during the week uh, the I host the uh, present truth program from 2 to 3 every afternoon Monday through Thursday also join me then please and on podcasts also on 1360khnc.com for the present truth now I'm going to go back to Daniel chapter 12 verse 4 the end of the world The Lord is very detailed on what will happen at the end of the world. He intended that his children in the last decade would know intricate details as signs so that they wouldn't be deceived, they wouldn't be caught off guard. Most Christians, not all, don't care. Most Christians are not concerned about the things of God. Most Christians want the blessings of God. They want a job, a new home, health. They want the best that the world can offer, but they don't want to grow. They don't want to mature. They don't want their minds to be renewed. They don't want to see the deep things of God. But regardless, God has desired that His children know His plan for the end of the world. Because we are the generation that is going to end and close this age out. It's like at the end of the night, if you, I've worked for companies where I had to close and close the shop down. And I didn't open the shop, but I would close it down. I'd had to make sure the doors were locked, lights were out. We believers are going to 
close out this age. We have roughly a decade, and it's going to be over. All the signs presently are indicating clearly that the world is not going to be able to contain much more evil. The evil is too great. And we, in God's plan, eternal plan, we are the ones who have been chosen to witness the end of the world, to watch the great final revelation of God's plan to be revealed very shortly. For example, one of the great prophecies is Russia. The destruction of Russia, Iran, other nations that invade Israel. Very soon, that prophecy is going to be completed. And with the completion of that prophecy, the tribulation is going to begin. But before Russia attacks Israel and is, and is destroyed, Israel is going to have her wars before that war. They're going to be very close together. But Israel is going to occupy and, and rid the enemies to the north in Damascus, in Syria, in Lebanon, the Gaza Strip to the southwest, and also the terrorist groups in Jordan. Israel is going to have peace in her land. Israel is going to double her real estate. When Israel invades Jordan and takes over present-day Jordan, she will have doubled her real estate. It's like she buys the, the property next door. And Petra will be available to receive the Jewish people that are going to come from all over the world because of the hatred of the anti-Semitism that is going to take place at the end of the world. Revelation chapter 12. Satan is going to send out a flood after the Jewish people. He's not talking about Christian people initially in Revelation chapter 12. He's talking about the Jewish people, the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the elect of God. And God is go there's going to be a final exodus of God's people from the nations back to the Middle East, back to Israel and that area. And they're going to be relocated from the nations, not so much in present-day Israel, yes, some, but to Petra, to an area, a wilderness, that is going to have cities. And when Russia comes down with her armies, she comes to present-day Jordan. And that is where she's destroyed. But the details of the Russian war, the Gog-Magog war, the details are so, I mean, it's so detailed, it says that when these armies come, they are not allowed to occupy the cities. It says they are killed 
these forces are slaughtered out in the countryside. Isn't that interesting? The cities have to be protected. Why? Because Jewish people from the nations are going to come and return. This is how detailed God is in the scriptures that pertain to our time. In Daniel chapter 4, you, Daniel, you, you hide the words, shut them up, seal them, keep them back, don't reveal them, and seal the book until the time of the end, which is our time now. Many are going to run to and fro, and there's going to be a search for, uh, there's going to be an anxious search through the book, the mysteries of God, the words of God, the Bible, not just Torah, not just the prophets, but also the New Testament. God has given a complete thought and understanding of his plan in two books, pre-Christ and post-Christ books. That's the way I phrase it. Some people don't like the term Old Testament. Well, we'll say pre-Christ. The pre-Christ writings of the prophets that spoke of Christ himself. The pre-Christ writings and the post-Christ writings are complete. God has a family, a natural-born family through the the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then God says in the pre-writings, the pre-writings prior to Christ, that there that God was going to, He was a God of adoption. He had His natural child, His through, through natural birth. But the magnificence of Almighty God, He wanted to show to the Jewish people his magnificence as a father. Yes, he's their father. He's the father of these people. But they see him, but they don't see who he is in his greatness. And to reveal to the Jewish people and the children of Israel the greatness of the God that they serve, he displays his greatness through his desire to adopt a people that is not his people. A people that were not part of the original family. They realize our father, his great love, his great mercy, and his magnificent ways, he is adopting these people and he's going to make them part of his family. This is why Paul says, Unto the God eternal, immortal, invisible, the only true God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. You cannot see the great compassion of Almighty God until you can see that his desire was, yes, with his initial family, but he is going to adopt another 
family into his world. This is how magnificent he is. <clears throat> and this is why, if you can see it that way, people who adopt children that are not their own children and love them as their own children, this is a magnificent quality of people that can do that. It is a, they, they have a dignity that uh, some people just don't have. To be able to adopt and treat an outsider just like you would treat your own children and give to the outsider everything, every possibility, every uh, education-wise, provide them with the best education just like your own children, the best clothing, the best that the world has to offer, to train them just like your own children to go into a hostile world to live and survive, to love them, to protect them, just like your own children. This is the, this is the magnificence of this eternal God, this immortal God. He adopts a family that's not his family. The prophets, they made it clear that God was going to get a people that wasn't part of the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he was going to bring them in to the great, marvelous plan and eternal purpose of God. He's going to have two children. And the angels of God, the holy angels, they know what God has spoken. But the holy angels were mystified and are still mystified how God works with mankind that is full of sin. Because the angels are holy. They can't comprehend a righteous God continuing to work with unrighteous, filthy, dirty children that are full of sin, contaminated. And they're, they're mystified. But God has provided a way for these children that are contaminated with the world, contaminated with the filth of society, with the flesh, to bathe and wash so that they can present themselves daily before this eternal God. We've been given the way to wash through the blood of Jesus Christ. We can always come before God pure with our robes clean. Then in the world, we have to be righteous. We have to be upright. We have to be careful that to watch our heart so that our hearts are sticky. They're tacky. Our hearts, once our heart grabs something, it won't let go. I remember, I think it was Chuck Swindoll made a statement one time years ago that God gives us something. Well, when he puts it in our hands, don't grab it. Just let it sit in our hands. It's ours. But give God the right to, if He wants to make changes, give Him the right to make changes. We can't. Ha we cannot. We have to protect ourselves and our heart. We have to. Uh, the the word guile. We can't have any guile in our hearts. 
we have to be careful because our hearts are full of things that are impure. Like with, like with, uh, oh, geez, there are billions of examples I could give. Once I get started, I'm not going to stop. We can't have any guile in our hearts. And the Ten Commandments reveal the guile. Coveting a neighbor's goods. Coveting a neighbor's wife. You know, uh, honor your father and your mother. There is, we're in a society where the people, the children of this world, they don't honor their father. They don't, they don't bless their mother. You know, you know, the matter of worshiping God. People don't want to worship the true God. They want to worship whatever gods they feel are gods that are the right gods for them. Well, God says he doesn't know of any other God. And he asked the children of Israel, I know of no other God, do you? In other words, the children of Israel are in idolatry. They're worshiping in the forests. I had a visit with some friends yesterday, and I told them that that years ago as a Christian, I'm a believer. I'm involved in a very sophisticated form of witchcraft. Very, very sophisticated. It's the term, I guess, simply that you'd probably be familiar with is the ability to remote view. Government, government uh, 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 projects, teaching government employees how to soul travel, astral project, soul search, remote view, leave your body, travel. Literally, leave your body, leave your, let your soul leave your body and travel wherever. Minority report. We ought to watch that movie. This girl, these people in a tank where there's no, they're, they're there to sensory deprivation so they don't feel anything so they can use their mind at, a, at the highest level possible so they can look and remote view into the future. It's satanic. <clears throat> I have friends that have done that just thinking it's okay to do it. No. It strengthens the soul. It strengthens the power of the soul. God forbids it. We are to deny the soul. We, as believers, are to depend on the power of the Holy Spirit only. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, God, is righteous. There's no contamination. There's no... Uh, he's pure. He can't sin. He can't lie. And we have to minister through the power of the Holy Spirit because this way everything we do we're under the covering of God Almighty but anyhow I just want to say that uh, going back to what Daniel says that at the end of the world there is going to be an anxious search into the Bible, both Bibles, prior to Christ, the writings prior to Christ, post-Christ writings. There's going to be a search to 
look into and to have knowledge of God's plan and purpose for our time. These purposes that were revealed by the prophets, this type of knowledge is going to be increased in the church at the end of the world for those who really want to know the truth. And those who look into these things are going to shine. They're going to shine like the stars of heaven. Jewish and believers in Messiah, in Christ. I want to know, personally, I want to know what's going to happen in the years to come because I can make decisions. It gives me a clear knowledge of how much time I have left to work in this field for the harvest. How much time I have to present with the giftings that God has given me and the ministry that I've been called to. As the days get shorter, you work a little faster. In harvest season, you know, during the spring The farmers are busy planting. Then during the summer, they're watering. But boy, come harvest time, these people, it is a a dash. It is a rush. It is nothing interferes. They forget about lunch with the guys down at at the local store. They are on the tractors. They are in the field. They are getting that harvest in ASAP. This is exactly what Christ is doing today. The harvest is his purpose now. The harvest has to be brought into his barns. We, the laborers, we, if ever before, if we were going to ever be active, now is the time to be active. Not just active. This is a time where we individually need to be at our peak. We need to be on top of our game, so to speak. This is the time, the greatest time in the history of the world. And it's moving forward daily and so many millions of Christians are not even aware that we're at the end of the world within a decade. We're going to be, like Paul said in 1 Corinthians, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the trumpet's going to sound. The dead are going to be raised incorruptible. Incorruptible. They can never be corrupted again. They will never experience death or sin or evil. Verse 53 in First Corinthians chapter uh, 15. The, in, the corruptible must put on incorruption. Our bodies are going to be changed to perfection. And this mortal must put on immortality. Death with the Christians is not a bad thing. Death with the Christian, all the suffering of this life has ended. It is over. Now we put on incorruption. We put on immortality. Verse 54. So when this corruptible 
shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall we then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Death will never affect us again. Ever. We are eternally now Christ's. We are eternally free from flesh, sin, the devil, all the evil of the world. Death is not a bad thing for us. Now, I'm going to go on with, at the end of the world, there are going to be people that are going to be knowledgeable about the eternal plan of God and the timeline of the end of the world. They're going to understand it very clearly. And the reason is that God is going to give one final uh, one final push to reveal to his children you have time you have time to buy oil you have time to be involved to engage you have time still to begin to clean and wash and bathe in the blood of Jesus Christ to have your minds renewed you have time but you're going to have to like the Apostle Paul he was determined to be thorough you're going to have to determine yes I am going to with as much as is in me I am going to begin to make a turn in my heart from the things of the world to the things that are eternal. We have one 30-minute period, a section coming back, actually 25 minutes roughly, 23 minutes, 27 minutes. Please join me for the balance of the program. Rick Rodriguez, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, Radio Church Program. We'll be back in a few minutes. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Join me on Sundays from 9 to noon for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program on 1360 AM KHNC. Hi, this is Dana from Saddle Up, Western Saddle and Tack Shop in Gilcrest, Colorado, right off Highway 85 and County Road 31. We are your one-stop equine shop. We offer saddle fittings on-site and off-site. Our motto, fit the horse, fit the rider, fit the budget. You can call us at 303-772-7821. Visit us on the web at saddleupcolorado.net. the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website 1360khnc.com click on the shop. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. 
I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Do you want amazing Greek food with a great atmosphere and customer service? Well, Cafe Athens has got your back. Call them at 970-619-8467. Carrie and his team are great supporters of our station, so give them a try right away. They have everything from gourmet burgers, gyros, and overall quality Greek food. Located at the Promenade Shops at Sentara and Loveland. Again, call 970-629-8467. The best traditional Greek food in northern Colorado. Do you hate Disney as much as I do? Don't be a wokey. Listen to 1360 KHNC or go to 1360KHNC.com. In Daniel chapter 11, <clears throat> Daniel says that, so in the middle of the tribulation, you have the, one, the last 1,260 days. And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, there will be some kind of a daily sacrifice that the Jewish people, and I don't believe it's going to be thousands and thousands and thousands of cattle and goats and rams and sheep and no I believe that there are going to be some kind of a sacrifice I don't know what it is from the time that that daily sacrifice is taken away is ended and the abomination that makes desolate set up in other words the abomination antichrist who stands in the temple and desecrates the temple from that time so it's 1,260 days. There shall be 1,290 days. So Daniel is saying, from the middle of the tribulation, there will be another period of 1,260 plus 30 days, adding up to 1,290 days. And I made a mistake earlier. I said that there would be a, a 45-day period and a 30-day period. No, no, I'm sorry. The 30-day period takes first place first. 1,260 plus 30 equals 1,290 days. It will be in that 30-day period that the resurrection 
to the judgment seat of Christ will take place. Now, I also believe in that 30-day period. I believe that America will be judged and destroyed by Antichrist. He will join with other nations. They will agree to give him power. Revelation chapter 17, the end of the chapter, to destroy Babylon the Great, the great military economic power. In that 90 days, I'm sorry, in that 30-day period following the Great Tribulation, then, at some point, Antichrist, once he destroys America, which is the seat of his power, then he has moved, and all through his final three and a half years, he has moved the New World Order, or the Occult Order, into Israel. And it says that he will build his palace, his great, magnificent home, like the Temple of Solomon. He will build it in the, I believe, he will build it in Lebanon, close to the area where the Danites used to worship, Molech, in that area. It's a portal. But that's where he's going to have his estate. His forces will have invaded Israel in the last three and a half years. Israel will be captive once again. Their land will be captive. That will be the center of the coming New World Order, the Satanic New World Order. It will be the occult New World Order. And then it also says, and that will take place in the last 45 days. So from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken up, the middle of the 70th week, there will be an additional 30 days. 1,290 days. Then it says, the hardships are really going to begin in Israel. Hardships like the land and the children have never known. This is why verse 12 states, begins with this. Blessed. Now the, the Christians, this is not talking to the Christians. We are gone. We have been taken to the judgment seat of Christ. We've already, now we have our mortal has become immortal. Our bodies have changed. We have our new bodies, our new temple, the homes that we have worked diligently during our lifetime to prepare our temple. We are not here. We are watching. Verse 12 says, Blessed is he that waits and comes to the 1,335, <clears throat> to the 1,305 and 30 days or an additional 45 days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to 1,335 days. So there's a 45-day continuing period. Severe, severe wrath 
upon that area. Severe wrath has already taken place upon America. The ship captains are weeping in their ships. They have no one to buy their merchandise anymore. The captains are weeping. They're lamenting. They're throwing, you know, their woe is to me, woe is to me. We've spent these billions and billions of dollars investing in these magnificent ships to trade with Babylon the Great. And there's no one to buy our goods. We have all these goods. Our ships are full. Where are we going to take the goods? And in Israel, for the most part, uh, Israel is almost non-existent. And then the Battle of Armageddon, it doesn't begin just in Megiddo. The Battle of Armageddon actually starts south of Jerusalem and east in the area of southern Petra. And there's an Antichrist decides to try to invade the area of Petra where the Jewish people are hidden. Antichrist decides to try to take them out. And a war begins. And that war begins to slowly go north between Jerusalem on the west and the Jordan River on the east. And it goes north and finishes in Megiddo. I think it's Gilead in that valley. By this time, all the Muslim troops, the Arab, the the, uh, the forces of Antichrist, and Antichrist will have two two armies. He'll have the armies of the West, and he will also have an Islamic army part of it too. The Islamic army, they will be in conflict with each other. Not all Muslims are going to be in conflict or, or going to go along with Antichrist. Why? Antichrist is going to demand that Muslims worship him. They're not going to. And here comes China at the same time. China has already finally, finally been released. The Euphrates River has been dried up. And now the Asian armies can come. And the wrath of God has begun and is in motion. It doesn't happen in just one day, like going sitting down having a dinner and it's over. No. This is like a like the feast days. It it's a day after day after day after day. This is the the wrath of God, the time of the wrath of God, and it's going to take I don't know if it's going to be weeks, but it's going to be complete at the end of it. And then eventually in Isaiah I believe it's 14. Eventually, the nations, when Antichrist, uh, it says that great fear comes upon Antichrist, tidings out of the north and the east. Here comes China. It disturbs him. Nothing should disturb Antichrist, but it says that he's disturbed because of this great army that's coming at him. And all through his time of power in his final administration in America, the Chinese will at all times disturb him because that will be the Asian nations are going to be, in a sense, you could say kind of even a thorn in his, 
in his flesh. But the tidings out of the north and the east are going to disturb him, and he begins the great campaign. And then Christ takes him and the false prophet. Already the two of them are working together and casts them both alive into the lake of fire. The lake of fire has no occupants in it presently. There are no occupants in the lake of fire at this moment. And it says, I'm trying to remember the verses where God is gathering timber but the fire has not even been ignited yet, if I'm correct according to the interpretation in the scriptures. But just prior to Antichrist and false prophet being cast into that fire, it will be ignited. And the timbers and the fuel for that fire is great. I'm trying to, I, I need to go back to my notes and find the verses. I wished I had them before me. I could give them to you. But that's the thought. They're just, the lake of fire, to my understanding, according to the scripture, has not been ignited yet. God is not going to waste the fuel just to let it burn. He's waiting. And just before Antichrist and false prophet are taken, and the false prophet are taken, then that is ignited. Then, uh, then it says in Isaiah that the 14, that the kings of the earth that have been taken to Sheol because of their corruption, it says that Sheol, the underground, Hades, hell, comes alive. It begins to wake up. And there's a big, uh, a big, uh, fewer, a big, uh, Oh, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? All of the dead, the, the, the kings, they begin to talk. And they say, Are you, Antichrist, are you made weak like us? You who destroyed the nations with a continual stroke? Are you made like a man like us? And then it says, are you going to be put in the grave? We were put in the grave with dignity. Are you going to allow be allowed to, to be buried with dignity like we were? And then Isaiah says that he's going to be kicked out of the grave like a... In other words, there is no way that he is going to be allowed to be buried in any kind of nobility. And he's going to be cast into the lake of fire. And then it says the whole world, it's quiet. The wars have ended. There's no wars. There's no conflict. And the people of the nation, nations begin to sing. They begin to rejoice. They realize the wars are over. And they rejoice. The nations know it's done. And then, I believe at that time, Christ, if he hasn't, he will make his entrance through the eastern gate to be anointed king in Jerusalem. And like King David was. And I believe 
that the Jewish people have a little vial of oil, anointing oil, only one little vial that is known to exist. It's in the, I don't know if it's a museum in Jerusalem. It was found in a dig in about 1980, maybe 1990, by a, a woman that lived, she was part of a dig with somebody. She lived right here in Colorado, and they found it, and they opened it. It was in a bottle with a, like a, the cork was a piece of cloth, and they were able to, they, they aren't supposed to do it, but they opened it up, and the one of the oils no longer exists because the Romans tore up all the plants that make a certain certain oil. I think it's called the acacia oil. But they pulled that little piece of cloth out and smelled it. She said, we've never, ever smelled anything so wonderful, ever. And they put the cloth back in. They gave it to the Israeli government. It's under lock and key. And they believe that that little vial, they cannot find the plant any longer. They can't make that one oil that goes into the oils that they anoint, anointed King David with. And there's one little bottle in Israel, and it will be that oil that will be used to anoint Messiah when he comes. Well, you think, well, he's just, you know, he's like an angel. No, he's not. He didn't leave as an angel. He left as a body, as a person that you could see, talk, touch, talk to, touch. He's coming back to be anointed by man, by mankind. He's going to be anointed by his creation as king. Unto the king immortal, eternal, immortal, invisible. This king, Paul is talking in 1 Timothy 1.17, unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. This king that is coming is God. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. He will come through the eastern gate to the exact temple mount where David was anointed and he will be anointed and the king, the kingdoms of this world will be his and we will have a millennial kingdom. We are, I say, 10, ten years away. Very soon to this audience, I tell you, you're going to have immortality is going to take over what is mortal. You are going to have a new body. You are going to be eternally with Christ. All evil, all crying, all tears will be finished. But between now and them, then, for those who want to know the truth, God is now opening up the scripture like never before and all of the mysteries of God in this time now are being revealed to God's children. All the mysteries. There is nothing hidden. God cannot hide it any longer. He said that the books eventually will be opened. 
Seal the book till the time of the end. We're at the time of the end. The book and the revelation, the knowledge, the insight, and the mysteries must now be revealed to God's seven churches. And it's going to be revealed more to the prince of the churches, the evangelical churches in America, who will instruct the other brothers. We are going to instruct the other brothers. Rick Rodriguez. Hey, my name's Jariah with Performance Restoration Dent Repair. We're a family-run business located in downtown Longmont. We specialize in hail repair, door dings, creases, large dent repair, and ceramic coatings. If you're interested, give us a call at 303-726-3628 or schedule online at prdents.com. Again, call us at 303-726-3628 or schedule online at prdents.com. Reasons to Own Gold, number 175. Universal basic income, where the government just gives people money because they won't be able to live and provide for their families because the dollar has been devalued beyond comprehension while never admitting to inflation. Prosperity never comes from the printing press. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. Reasons to Own Gold, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank, which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. How would you like some free advertising? Free, 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 free. Call 970-587-5003. We will put your small business or local company on the half-empty cup of joe for the small business section of the show. Call 970-587-5003, and we'll get your business some free advertising today. Want to try something different for your students? Come join me at Civica Career and Collegiate Academy in Millican. We're a tuition-free charter school enrolling for next year for grades 6 through 10. We have a firm foundation. We stand for the pledge. Our students are in uniforms. We stick to core curriculum, and we'll get them ready for the world. Enroll today at civicaco.org or call us at 970-614-5521 for a private tour.
Sundays, 9 to noon, for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry radio church program. Podcasts are 1360khnc.com. Also for the week, weekly program, weekday program, The Present Truth, from uh, 2 to 3, Monday through Thursday, podcasts, The Present Truth, podcasts are also on 1360khnc.com. I uh, wanted to get to my notes today, and uh, I, I kind <clears> of... <throat> touched on them, but I never did get to them. I, you know, what happens is the Holy Spirit, I don't know for whatever reasons, I have a flow going one direction, I don't have a flow going the other. It's like floating a river. You always try to stay in the river that has the most water. You're going to make the most progress, get to see more than if you have to get out of the the raft and, and move over low, uh, shallow areas. So you go where the flow is. One thing, all of God's children, this is a principle with mankind in general. The desire God has put in every individual, more so in His children, you cannot enjoy the fullness of life in a sense, without knowing Jesus Christ. You can have a life that is full. Many people do. But, if people who have had a full life would have met Christ, and Christ would have been part of their lives, their lives would have been even more complete. God has put in every individual a desire to participate He's given man ability, creative abilities. And people go mad if they cannot express themselves. People that can express themselves, but they don't have any moral boundaries, die early. They die young. The musicians, very gifted, fantastic, but they die young. As gifted as they are, they are more miserable than those that are just a common man because they have such great ability but they have no boundaries and they destroy themselves. God's children want to participate. God has called you to something. You pray and ask to help. Ask God to help you find your calling. God bless you. God bless you. I'll be back next week. I'm going to continue along this line. God bless you all. Rick Rodriguez. Talk to you next week. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here are some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs. Or racist cows. Climate coaches or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the Roar of the Rockies. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, 